0: Welcome once again to Leto's Law. Here's Steve Leto. I've got an update on that fishing scandal. A phrase I never thought I'd have to say until very recently. But several people sent me the story from Live, but it was written by Corey Schaefer at Cleveland.com. Fisherman caught in walleye cheating scandal, indicted on felony charges. And that was the big question, is that if you cheated In a fishing tournament, in the way these guys were accused of cheating, would that be a crime? And an Ohio grand jury apparently answered that question, yes. So a grand jury indicted two walleye fishermen who were snagged (laughs) in a cheating scandal last month after weights were discovered stuffed inside their five winning fish at a Cleveland walleye tournament. Uh, One man's 42 from Ashtabula, the other's 35 of Hermitage, Pennsylvania. And they each face fifth-degree felony charges of cheating, attempted grand theft, and possessing criminal tools. And that's a great one. We'll get to that in a second. The pair are also charged with unlawful ownership of wild animals, a first-degree misdemeanor. And again, we'll get to that. Now, the county prosecutor said in a statement, I take all crime very seriously. And I believe what these individuals attempted to do was not only dishonorable, but also criminal. The pair will be arraigned October 26th, but court dockets do not list attorney's cements. They couldn't reach out to anybody for comment, who of course would say can't comment on pending cases. But the indictment comes one day after authorities in Pennsylvania seized a Ranger bass boat from one of the men and a trailer as part of the investigation. Now, I'm not sure if that's the boat they were fishing from or if that's the boat they won, because they won a boat in one of the competitions. The charges stem from the Lake Erie Walleye Trail Championship, or the Loot L-E-W-T. On September 30th, where the events director discovered lead weights stuffed into the bellies of the fish during the weigh-in at Cleveland's Gordon Park, The search warrant application filed in Mercer County, Pennsylvania, shows that the five fish had eight 12-ounce lead weights and two 8-ounce weights in them. Per is also accused of stuffing the fish with fish fillets, which prosecutors said resulted in the unlawful ownership of wild animals charge. So, apparently, the fish fillets they were using, they believe were not store-bought, but were wild-caught and were not wild-caught legally. Cell phone video of the discovery recorded by other anglers quickly went viral. Other anglers in the tournaments had been skeptical of these two men's remarkable streak of luck dating back to November of 2021. They had never finished better than 13th in the year's tournaments, but then the pair took first place in three events in late November of 2021. Then again at the Rossford Walleye Roundup in April in Toledo. The pair also finished first in three consecutive Lake Erie Walleye Trail events leading up to the championship event, which the organization's website said was unprecedented. These guys were on a roll. It's like just throwing perfect game after perfect game after perfect game. What these guys were doing was like the equivalent of Michael Jordan, LeBron James, and Tiger Woods all rolled into one. (laughs) Of course, those three people play two different sports. but uh, That's the uh, professional fisherman from Toledo, who also runs a podcast dedicated to fishing. The search warranty application from the seizure of the boat said police investigated the pair after an earlier tournament, but prosecutors declined to charge them. And that's an interesting question. The pair likely pocketed more than $200,000 in cash and boats and prizes uh, in those competitions. But it says here that the police did investigate after Rossford. Now, Rossford, I went and looked, was in April in Toledo, and so when the police investigate after somebody wins a fishing tournament, you got to ask yourself, what did they know back then? So apparently something, something must have seemed amiss, as they say, back in Toledo in April. And so the question is, what happened then? So the police investigated the pair after Rossford. The police apparently turned their investigation and materials over, but the prosecutor declined to file charges. And I'd love to know what they had back in April out of Rossford because they then were in three consecutive Lake Erie Walleye Trail events leading up to the championship event. So that appears to be uh, before the four most recent wins they had. So that's the question. But the other interesting thing here is what they're facing charges of. And it mentions the uh, unlawful ownership of wild animals. And, and like I said, I suspect they're going to argue that the pieces of fish that were jammed inside these fish came from other fish that had been caught illegally somehow. And I'm not going to get into that because I don't know what kind of fish they were, where they were caught, and so on. And, and, and I don't know that anybody knows that. But that's a question. And presumably the people from the DNR or whatever you have it, you know, in these various states can figure some of this out. But they also say possession of criminal tools. People are going to say, Steve, what are criminal tools? Are we talking about like safe cracking equipment or lock picks or, or what? And interestingly enough, many states have laws on the books that list all kinds of tools that it is unlawful to possess if they're being used to commit a crime. And it's possible for the tool itself To be totally innocuous in regular life. So to give you an example. I have a crowbar. All self-respecting men own a crowbar. There comes a time in your life. Where you've got something that needs to be crowbarred. Okay. So I got a crowbar. I have a crowbar. It's in my garage. Okay. So you might say, Steve, what do you use the crowbar for? Oh. Oh, I find things. I find things. (laughs) But. I've used the crowbar, for instance, to pry apart things that were nailed together by people long time, you know, long long time ago. So someone else nails something together, and I come across it, and I need to pry it apart. I use the crowbar. That's what it's that's what it's there for. Now, I put the crowbar in my car, and I'm just driving around with it. a police officer pulls me over, and goes, "Hey, you got a crowbar in your car?" He can see it with his eyes, plain view, okay? And I understand there's no law against crowbars, but we're not going to get into any amendments to the Constitution because I don't know there's any. Crowbar amendments. But I say, ah, it's a crowbar. I used to pry apart stuff. However, if the police are called to the scene of a burglary and they say there's somebody broke into this house and they're there right now, police show up and surprise the burglar inside the house. And they let's suppose they do this, and this is so you can imagine this. Pull out a bullhorn and say, come on out your hands up. Guy comes walking out and in one hand he's got a crowbar. He is in many states in possession of a criminal tool because he was using it during the commission of a crime, i.e. the burglary. And so, believe it or not, that is also the distinction that gets made on things like police scanners In some places, you can buy a police scanner and listen to it and enjoy listening to the police chatter all night long. If that's what floats your boat, you can do that. However, if you put the police scanner in your car and you're driving around with it and you find a house to break into with your crowbar and your accomplice sits in the car listening to the police scanner and the second the call comes over and says, hey, there's a burglary in uh, in action right now at 123 Fake Street, Uh, your accomplice honks the horn one time to let you know it's time to come running out with your crowbar because the cops are coming. So the police show up and they catch the burglar who's inside the house running out to the car, crowbar in hand, and the police grab everybody and investigate. And they say, okay, one guy had the crowbar in his hand. The other person is listening to a police scanner specifically during the commission of a crime. Some states, they can say, you're using that radio for the commission of a crime. It's a criminal tool, just like crowbar is. So now it gets back to what were these guys doing? And how do you put lead weights into a fish? Or is it the lead weights themselves? And so it depends on how it's worded in Ohio and Pennsylvania or wherever else these uh, different tournaments took place. I think the tournaments didn't take place in Pennsylvania, but it's simply that one of the men lived there. But we're getting back to what would have happened in Ohio because these men are charged. And so the question then becomes would there be a catch all at the end of that list? For instance, lock picks, which by the way, in the law are often referred to as pick locks, not lock picks. But that's just simply a term of art. And if you have lock picks like the lock picking lawyer does, and you have them in your office to shoot videos of yourself picking locks that you own, uh, most places, nothing wrong with that. You can do that all day long. But again, if the police come upon you trying to get into the house, crowbar in your back pocket, lock picks in your hand, guess what? Those lock picks in that setting are criminal tools. So I'm not exactly sure what the criminal tools here are unless it's the lead weights themselves. Or, I don't know, did they use some pair of like needle-nose pliers to put the lead weights in the fish? How do you put a lead weight into a fish? Do you like hold the fish like this and drop them into his mouth? Or I don't know. I've never weighted a fish before. So we'll find out more as this proceeds. A lot of people are fascinated by the story and the fact that people would so brazenly cheat in a way that when you get caught, there's not much you can argue here, you know? So we'll see what happens. But Corey Schaefer wrote that for MLive and Cleveland.com. Actually, he wrote it for Cleveland.com, MLive's sister publication, published it. Fisherman caught in walleye cheating scandal indicted on felony charges. And We'll see what happens. Joseph, Grant, Luan, Bill, Mike, and Richard all sent it. Thanks a lot. Questions and comments, as always, put them below the video. Otherwise, I'll talk to you later. Bye bye. Thank you for watching Leto's Law. A truly happy person is one who can enjoy the scenery while on a detour.